What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Every day on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, we discuss faith, spirituality, and the realms of paranormal. Today is no different, but it's going to be a better episode, just like every day is a little bit better episode than the day before. So I love, love, love what we're getting into today. I'm actually going to be sharing my secret Bible interpretation uh, and how to finally understand the narrative. If you've ever read the Bible and you're like, I don't get it, this is an absolute mess of information. Uh, or maybe you've heard a pastor talk about it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get your narrative, but I want to know what the actual narrative. I want to understand like the message of Jesus, who's Old Testament God, what is the Old Testament actually about? What were people actually experiencing? How much of it's mythological? How much of it's metaphysical? How much of it is potentially alien? We're going to talk about that today. And again, I'm going to reveal my system, which is three parts. This is super easy to remember. Three parts. Ancient astronaut theory, mythological interpretation, and metaphysical reading. Um. And we're going to compare and contrast with contemporary religious constructs. Um, this is going to be a very, very good episode, but possibly might strike a nerve with some people. So with that said, I'm here in love and light. I'm not here to step on your religion or your tradition or any of your toes emotionally. Uh, if you're ready to deconstruct, you're in the right place. If you're not, that's totally cool. Um, still listen to my message and uh, maybe we can still have a great conversation. So uh, Frank says, I am so ready for this. What's up, Frank? Dreamstar Oracle, how are you doing, my friend? I hope you're having a fantastic day today. Uh, good afternoon, friends, Frank says. Uh, Terry, how are you? I went to... Um, a club this weekend. I have no idea what kind of club that is. Uh, crazy to feel the energy, but so cool. That is awesome. I'm going to have to look up that word because I have no idea. Uh, Angela, no worries, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, you probably got my email. Guys, by the way, love, love, love you all. If you sign up um, for our community, um, you're going to get the best price that you're going to get all year right now on my website, the Mythos Community Membership. That's the number one way to support what I'm doing here. If you do sign up, make sure you put it on a card that uh, you know you have good tabs on um, because unfortunately the new system we're using, if it hits your card three times, like maybe before payday or something, um, it'll cancel you automatically. So if you need me to like put your payment on pause or something, just shoot me an email through that original confirmation email. I'll make sure that you don't get deleted out of there. Uh, we've lost some members due to that that didn't know that they were lost because it actually keeps people in the community after the auto cancellation unless you cancel. So it's it's very confusing. It has to do with payment providers and all of that stuff, which um, I have no problem with anyone staying in the community uh, other than, you know, it's nice to get the support. So I really, really appreciate your support with that. Um, and so I sent out a bunch of emails today. We had 37 bounced payments in the last week. So I'm. this is for the larger class. Uh, there's people in here that don't realize their payments are bouncing. In fact, several people I see in the comments. So just check your cards. Make sure uh, you got the right one on there. You can use PayPal now. Like if you need to re-sign up, so you can use PayPal. You can use um Apple Pay, Google Pay, any of that, you're welcome to just shoot me an email. I'll get you uh, 
paused on one, re-signed up on another. And if there's any prorated refund to help compensate, I'll make sure you get that too. So um, I'll take good care of my people. That's just a little bit of housekeeping before we get going while we got people jumping on here. So um, yeah, I know, uh, honeybee, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's just weird. I know people are busy. I know, you know, things are crazy in the world right now, but, um, it definitely, uh, has been eye-opening running a membership, uh, service here for our supporter community of, uh, just how, you know, I don't watch my cards that closely either. So, uh, it's kind of interesting and, you know, it's made me watch my cards closer too. So, uh, I definitely know the feeling with that is what I'm saying. But anyway, you can sign up by uh, scanning the QR code. That's the easiest way to support what I'm doing. With that, you get a ton of perks. I'll talk about those perks later on. Um, and I'm, I promise you guys, I'm showing up with the best perks for nine bucks a month of any creator on the web. If you find somebody that's doing more than me, let me know. Uh, and I'll do my best to try to match or beat what they're doing, especially within the spirituality niche. Uh, because it's really important to me to overserve our community. Uh, I think for nine bucks a month, I should be able to give you the world uh, as much as possible, or at least my world as much as possible, um, and not just, you know, whatever. So I do my best to really overprovide with those memberships. Thank you guys for the support. Frank says, man, my phone uh, service TikTok app is not work working right now. Frustrating. I know it is. Honeybee says, you do amazing. Thank you. Frank says, we love you, Cub. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so today we're getting in. This is going to be a hard message for everybody. Um, Fitwit, how are you doing, my friend? I hope you're having a beautiful day. Thanks for being here. Uh, hey, Cub and family. Thank you so much for joining. Purple Lover, what is up, my friend? High vibes, Cub in the cast. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Cub and family, Shelly says. Riley says, uh, I joined because I'm watching you uh advance in your journey thank you so much riley i really appreciate your support um definitely trying to be more authentic share what i actually feel think and believe uh as it evolves and changes and by the way it does a lot and it should for everyone right uh that's why i don't get bogged down in dogma or anything like that i really try to read all spiritual texts the bhagavad gita is one of my favorite spiritual texts in the world uh, i love the bible too but it doesn't mean that i take anything in any of them literally only or esoterically only or metaphysically only or mythologically only or through the ancient astronaut theory only i have to look at the data presented what story is being presented uh when was it written um and what was the original source text now anything that has the original source text coming from the sumerian babylonian and akkadian accounts of creation I inherently run through Zechariah Sitchin's theory of ancient astronaut, which I'm a big proponent of. I have no proof that it's real, but I have a lot of data. You can just look around the world and go, I don't know how humans did that. Very interesting. Could have had some help, right? Possibly. Maybe something came down. Maybe all of these gods from the stars, maybe the shining ones, maybe uh, the Anunnaki, uh, came down from the heavens and gifted humanity, you know, technologies and ideas and uh, even became worshipped as gods, right? Um, and then maybe you have people like Jesus over here who drops on the scene. People think he's absolutely crazy because he's speaking of things unseen and unheard of for thousands of years, right? 
um, not since, you know, the ancient traditions like the Vedic traditions out of India had these ideas even been shared, certainly not in the area, time and place he was dropped into. And by dropped into, I mean, incarnated into avatar into, um, during the time he would have been walking around. Right. Um, anyway, so, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I have no idea. We got some people in the comments today. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. If you got an upside down you know, profile picture, I can't even, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. So you're doing a fine job. Love your content, mate. Mike says, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate you. Uh, let's see if I can decipher this. Genesis 48, 40 colon eight. And they said unto him, we have dreamed a dream that there's no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, do not, uh, do not interpretations belong to God. Uh, tell me them. I pray you uh, need God. Um, okay. Again, don't really. Okay. Here's your other comment. The living God to uncover the truth of the word. Isaiah 42, 19. Who is blind, but my servant or deaf, blah, blah, blah. Now, remember when you put the Lord's, uh, if you look that verse up in Isaiah, that Lord is Lord Yahweh. Okay. There's Lord Baal, Lord Yahweh, Lord, all kinds of different Lords. Uh, Lord Asherah, the, the feminine deities. Now, remember, ancient astronaut theory, as I propose it here, and Zachariah Sitchin and Eric Von Daniken and ancient aliens, you've probably heard it before, right? Uh, the theory that other beings came down from the stars with their technology and their ideas, seeded our planet, even terraformed it to be more hospitable for the type of intelligent life they were trying to use. Uh, and that they needed resources here. And it was basically rather than outsourcing those resources from their planet or their star system or wherever they're from, allegedly planet Nibiru or the realm that they're from, uh, that they are basically like, you know what, let's just create our own indigenous workers to this planet. Now, I mean, indigenous to the planet, not to a certain region. I'm not talking about indigenous peoples here. I'm talking about they are the original people all of us bearing the same descent of the original people that were um, put on this planet, genetically modified to be on this planet, according to the ancient astronaut theory. Again, my opinion, but that's a big part of how I read the Bible. And I'm going to tell you exactly how I read it and where to read that into the Bible. Um, and so to comment on your comment, I have no idea what you're trying to say here and my apologies if i'm just illiterate or the comments aren't completing on the app here um I, but if you're talking about the lord in isaiah that lord is not the supreme being that jesus is talking about according to my theory and my reading of the bible that lord is lord yahweh he was a tribal or cultural god nothing wrong with that by the way super cool there's a lot of them right all around the planet Lots of different cultural gods. By the way, they were all in a battle. According to the mythologies, especially if you look into the ancient Mesopotamian mythologies, they're all in a big battle for who gets to rule humanity, right? And who, who becomes the lord of the earth, right? Uh, A.K.A. the god of this world. And remember what Jesus said about the god of this world or the god of flesh, you know, that born of flesh is flesh and that born of the spirit is of spirit. Um, and then remember, Yahweh was a self-proclaimed God of the flesh, and then he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. So the spirit that Yahweh pours out is much different than the spirit that Jesus is talking about, according to my interpretation, okay? My interpretation here. This is not your pastors. This is not your mom or dad's. Probably definitely not your mom or dad's. 
especially if they're of a different generation. Nothing wrong with that. It's just this generation that I'm a part of, kind of like the hippie movement. We've had a bunch of people that have been, they've experimented with all kinds of different things, and now they're waking up going, wait a minute, wait a minute. And we grew up in church our whole life, and we had this thing beat into our heads. This is this, and that is that. And you got to be reconciled to Yahweh, and Jesus is the father, or the, Yahweh is the father of Jesus, and this this whole thing. And then you start going, wait, well, okay, if aliens are real now, and we've got all that stuff in the news. I mean, I've always believed they were real, but I always thought, I think angels are aliens. I think when they say angel or messenger or guide or watcher, I think they're talking about aliens. I think they're talking about some other species from a different planetary system, from outside of our enclosed system here, our realm. When I say enclosed system, all the biblical mythologies, all the other ancient mythologies talk about our model of our solar system is an enclosed system. We can't, we can't get out of it, right? Uh, we send probes out of it and, you know, it, the, the space between our little neck of the woods and the rest of our galaxy is unfathomable. I mean, like you can't even, if, if you go, go research how to escape our solar system and you realize that we're trapped here, we can go to other planets if you could live long enough, you can get to the other planets. But getting outside of our solar system is, I mean, it would require something along time-bending um, principles, some sort of quantum technology. From my understanding, I'm not a scientist, but I, I grew up big fan of all the space agencies growing up, learning about all of that. Big science guy fan, right? So I look at science when it comes to religion and spirituality. I'm a big fan of that. I don't think that they're mutually exclusive whatsoever. Um, I'm trying not to sneeze, by the way. <clears throat> uh, I'm not either, but I played one on TV while things says, absolutely. Yeah, I play one on TikTok, right? Frank says, angels of lights, angels of light, nebula stars, hmm, seems like space is so important. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Rashad Ra, what is up? My friend says, uh, yeah, my spirit guides are definitely aliens. Good for you, my friend. They're great guides, by the way. They're, they're very pragmatic, uh, very balanced guides. Now, again, the Anunnaki are not little gray aliens. Uh, there are a bunch of different psychic entity aliens, uh, that are multidimensional beings. That a lot of people have made contact with and they're a bunch, you know, they're much different than what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Anunnaki. Anunnaki looked, I believe, if they were real, I believe they looked like us. I believe they could interact like us, breed like us, but they lived a whole lot longer. They had a higher um, genetic structure than we do. Uh, and they hybrided that with a really low genetic structure of an ape or a mammal, a hominid on this planet. Uh, absolutely. Angela says, yes, quantum physics will find its way to God. Yeah, I don't think it's already discovered God. I mean, we have the God particle. I think, you know, there's this great video going around with this kid in the car talking about the God source and that God is what you create with. God is not some deity that you have to go bow down before. God is this entity, father and mother that you create with. It's within you. And as you create it, you see the child of that or the offspring of that creative force within you, which is all things here. But you also have the ability to tap into the God and the the God source, which is father and mother within you, left brain, right brain, 
divine feminine, divine masculine. It's the creative force when you take both hands and put them together and you pray, you have an exchange, you have an electrical exchange with energy right here and you're actually creating into our known universe, right? You've made an agreement on if this, then that. The problem is most of us grow up with an if this, then that, that is already in deficit. If you've ever told a lie, you're a horrible sinner who's going to H-E double toothpick. That is total BS, guys. It's total belief system. That's what BS stands for, by the way. Yeah, nobody told you the truth about that either. It's belief system. When I call BS on something, it's belief system. You believe that because you've built a system around believing that. The reason my life looks different from other people's lives and people look at Cub and go like, well, it must be nice. Must be nice he gets to live stream all day and build his business, help people, connect with cool and crazy people all over the world. Must be nice. I had somebody tell me the other day, oh, yeah, you blew up overnight online. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of work, guys. A lot of manifesting, a lot of believing blood, sweat, and tears in the middle of the night going, is this going to work? But why did I keep going? Because I knew that that God source was in me and that I was creating something from that. And I knew it would be successful if I didn't stop and I didn't stop believing. And I'm nowhere near where I want to be yet. But right now, today represents a marker in the sand of from this point forward, I create with the God source. And I quit hoping that fate does something and I start taking control of my destiny. And why am I talking about all this? Because when we read things like the Bible, if you're trying to read them for salvation purposes, you're going to end up in a deficit again. If you're trying to read them for some sort of magical formula, you're going to get lost. If you're trying to read them for some sort of perfect philosophy, you're going to get lost. If you're trying to read them and take them all into yourself as more data, because you are a data mining machine, okay? you That's why you think they want everyone connected all around the world. If we connect all of our consciousnesses together and they can compute off of that, then they have the world's greatest supercomputer within the quantum intelligence, right? They know what everybody's thinking, doing, feeling all the time. And no, I'm not saying any anyone is spying on you. I'm just saying they do want us all connected. We're already connected through these. This is already data going to whoever, whoever bought it at this point, right? I don't know, depending on what platform you're watching on. All that data is going somewhere. And every time you pick something up, you pick up a Bible or you pick up the Bhagavad Gita or you pick up uh, the Kia Solomon whatever it is, you're taking data through your camera lenses right here and you're putting it through your meat computer here, which is this four pound quantum computer of a brain, which my interpretation of how consciousness works is it's non-local. This is merely the computer that's picking up non-local consciousness because the real me is not right here. The real me is projecting through this. I'm in a video game right now. I am playing Cub the live streamer right now. And you're playing Adrian, the one that's watching. You're playing the viewer right now, right? My wife always gets home, like right when I go live. It's the weirdest thing. 
perception is everything, but everybody has their own reality goggles. Absolutely. Think about it. Some people, you know, I've got glasses. Let me take those off. I can't see anyone's comments now. Now my perception is completely changed. I put these on. I've got a different perception. I go outside in the sun. They get darker. I get relaxed. I'm in the sun. It's all good. It's a different perspective, right? So everything from, let me get this Bible. Everything from the Bible to the Gita to the Key of Solomon to the Sefer, whatever you pick up is more perception. Let me view the world through this. So let's get more of this. Because the more of that you get, the bigger goggles you have, and you're not looking through one corner of it. Uh, Sue, Sue, thank you so much. Sue says, uh, loving the awesome energy. Thank you. It's hot in here. I didn't realize how hot it was. In fact, I'm going to turn the air conditioner on. Got it on my phone because connected, right? We got some connectivity. Well, that would be why, for some reason, it automatically put the heater on, and I know I didn't turn the heater on. That would be why I'm dying over here. So with that said, we've got perception, right? This is the other thing I forgot to do. I just had to go live. I kept sitting here thinking about what do I want to talk about? What am I going to live stream about today? And finally, I was like, I just got to go live. So I didn't even light my, my incense today. I got me a little bowl of yum yum here, a little bit of... Uh, what do we have some, uh, this is California white sage, big fan of sage, not just any sage, California white sage, beautiful, beautiful plant. Um, I just put it in a little Tibetan incense bowl like this and, uh, toast it until it smokes a little. And then that infuses the room with beautiful energy. There we go. If I can blow the ashes everywhere there. Um, yeah, it's just incense guys. That's the, that's not no, no weird plan. It's just literally incense. So, um, adjusting for humidity. Yeah, please do. And turn it on. Uh, perspective is thought. Speculation is sight through sight. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sean, absolutely. Um, okay. So here's my system, by the way, here's my system. Thank you guys for joining, by the way. Thank you, Adrian, honeybee. Uh, Ashley was on a minute ago. Frank is on. Thank you guys for being here because God gave you purpose to spread, spread truth and light. Thank you, my, my friend. Um, thank you, Benjamin. Benjamin says, uh, info is great. I really appreciate you. Um, oh, gotcha. I split words up to to explain inner words. Uh, I have to read so fast during this, guys. Uh, when you do make comments, just lay it out there and try to make like TikTok comments like where, you know, it's like 128 characters so I can just see a clear point and then we can spin on it. It's just because the software, it splits it up. And if you drop a thousand different comments, it doesn't always put them in order. So that's, again, not against anyone. When it's just on the, the video later on, uh, I can easily read them. But like when they come in and it's a big string of thoughts, I have a very hard time following that. So 
Today we will openly explore my unique personal interpretation of the Bible. Blah, blah, blah. I already said that. So number one, you're going to get your Bible. By the way, if you don't have a Bible, it's it's no, no worries. No worries. They're online. You can go to Bible Hub. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be any kind of Abrahamic religion to have a Bible or read a Bible. Uh, it has a lot of great spiritual data in here, but if you don't know how to read it or you try to read it through religiosity, you're going to get a lot of complexes in my experience, right? Uh, thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just too ADD. That's that's part of my problem, right? Um, with all the, com I've got one, two, three, four, five different screens here right now open um, and comments everywhere. So, but I try to do my best to answer questions or take comments. Um, that's why I, I say that, just so I can get a good read on the room here. Um, so, you know, you, you probably heard of this, right? You know, and, and you hear people, oh, the man wrote the Bible, God wrote the Bible, blah, blah, blah. Well, yes and no, right? There's a lot of data in here. Let's start with this idea first. You may have heard of some books like A Course in Miracles or The Raw Materials and all kinds of other works. you got Dolores Cannon. You've got, um, who do you have? Uh, Bashar. All of that's considered channeled works, okay? Channeled. That means that some divine source, some sort of non-local intelligence downloaded that information into the mind of the person writing it, okay? There is, uh, and I bet you didn't know, there's a book in the Bible, very, very popular book in the Bible, that is a channeled work, okay? Um, and that is the book of Revelation here, by the way. I do like, this is a Christian standard Bible, by the way. I like this interpretation for readability, but I always, always look at the Greek and Hebrew roots, okay? There's a tool called Strong's, and I'm going to type it in the comments down here. S-T-R-O-N-G-S, Strong's. But look that up. Bible Hub has it on there too. But Strong's Concordance. Anytime you want to look up a Bible verse, go look up the Greek word in there. And you're going to get a different meaning. I mean, uh, and by you're going to get a different meaning, I mean, you will get a different meaning because none of the translations. I think it's the Orthodox translation is like one of the only close ones. And then Young's literal translation is the other close one I've found. Um, but this verse right here, like, I'm just going to prove my point. I dropped a video on this earlier, three minute video. I don't normally do three minute videos, but this one merited it. This is John 3.36. It says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but anyone who rejects the Son will not see life. The wrath of God remains on them. By the way, that's great for church, right? You better come back because the product you need for eternal life, we got him right here. <clears throat> so that's not actually what this means. This isn't just my opinion. This is, you go here. This is Bible Hub. There's a bunch of different websites that will do this. Go to the Greek. It says, whoever believes in the Son. What's the Son here? Kinship. The word is kinship. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah, you can't see that. Huion, H-U-I-O-N. Strong's 5207, a son, descendant. Apparently a primary word. A son used 
very widely of immediate, remote, or figuratively, kinship. So this isn't like Jesus necessarily. Maybe he was. But if you really study Jesus, you realize he was like a really far out dude. Like he's really metaphysical. They're like, no, you don't understand. Our prophet stood before the Father God. And he's like, no, no, no. Nobody has stood before the Father. They're like, no, 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 you don't understand. Our Lord is God. What is that? What what was that? That doesn't make sense. Our Lord is God. Yeah, because there was a bunch of them, a bunch of different lords, a bunch of different little G gods. And whenever a certain group or community or tradition or tribe of people got blessings from their God or got out of a pinch from their God or their God won out against other gods, they would go, hey, you know what? Our, our Lord is God. And Jesus is like, no, nobody stood before the Father. He even told him, you know, actually, you worship the devil because you do the works of the devil. But I do the works of my Father, who is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And Yahweh was the self-proclaimed God of the flesh. Jesus said, whatever is born of flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. It's two different ideologies, okay? You can have both, but at a certain point, you have to move from one to another. It's called ascension. It's the ascension process. Uh, Yeah, Frank says, I like my Jesus to party, Talladega Nights. Absolutely. Uh, Wild Thing says in Greek, Jesus equals 888, which equals the sun in the sky that goes into the winter solstice in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's all like, you know, astrological too. Like, how crazy is that? Uh, It's because there's nothing new under the sun. The algorithm of the matrix ensures that truth is always told. You think all these people just put secret stuff in movies because they're so smart? No. The algorithm of spirit is making sure that the symbolism is there for those with eyes to see and ears to hear. There's nothing new under the sun. And yeah, sometimes you have directors go, I think I know something and I'm going to put a secret in this movie or whatever. But a lot of times there's just these random things that like, who would even put that in there? But it ties to this and this and this and this. Like, and it makes no sense. And so at the end of the day, everybody gets, oh, there's this huge conspiracy and there's all this, oh, there's secret societies and they're trying to tell us and all the predictive, and really it's just God, AKA the universe, AKA the actual metaphysical source that runs in and through all things and even allows a physical reality to exist is making sure that truth is always told for those who can see it. Oh, wild thing is Chris. Okay, what's up, brother? Yeah, just go into uh, your profile settings on TikTok. If you go up to uh, like open TikTok, click on your uh, the little human in the bottom right corner looking image. Then you can go edit and just change your name. And it'll be the, not the at username, but the other name at the top. And then you can put Chris Ferrier there. So good, good to know who's who. I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't recognize you. Alan Pollock, what's up, my friend? How are you doing? Uh, Sun is the word, Sean. uh, Says sun is the word used for sound. 
Uh, so that word, as I was sharing it again, was Hueyon, uh, Strong's 5207, uh, and figuratively is kinship. So I like looking at the figurative meanings of a lot of these things because, again, I think Jesus spoke figuratively or metaphorically um, more often than not. So I like to really, if, if he said something, I'm like, well, let me look at what the, the alternate metaphorical meaning of that is. So he says, uh, has eternal life. Whoever rejects the son or the kinship will not see life. Instead, the wrath, and the wrath here is O-R-G-E. Sounds similar to ogre, right? Org. Uh, Strong's 3709. Um, and this is from uh, Orogamai, properly desire. Wait, what? I thought it said wrath. No, it actually says desire. The desire of God remains on him. So rather than being punished because you don't believe in a physical Jesus, this is really talking about if you identify as with kinship of all people, including Jesus, if you identify with that kinship, that we are all one people under God, within God, in God, then you're good. You got eternal life, right? And what does eternal mean in this? The word eternal, this is an interesting thing too, um, is perpetual, meaning continual, right? It's not from today to forever, it's infinite. 444 on the clock for confirmation, Shelly says. Absolutely. Got to bring that up. Love that. Thank you so much, Shelly. Love the numerology here. And the word life means existence. So you have perpetual existence. But if you do reject that kinship or that agreement that, yeah, like, by the way, it doesn't matter what tradition, religion, uh, orientation, color, whatever you are. You just have to identify, right, as, yeah, I'm in God. God's in me, period. Like, I, I have gnosis of that. I realize it. I experience it. I feel it. I know it. I want it. I don't need to, like, run from sin and go change my life. I don't need to, oh, I'm so sorry. You just got to, like, when you realize that, you actually change things that you know keep you from that, right? You're looking at junk articles on the Internet or things you shouldn't, right? It just gets you out of vibration, out of alignment. It's all about chakric alignment here and consciousness alignment. Gnosis of the father in you, you and the father. Gnosis of the fact that you are in the bosom of the mother. You are actually here within the physical reality. You have that safety in that. And then the whole thing becomes this game when you realize that. And then the word wrath. He will not uh, have life instead, or he will have life instead. The wrath of God remains. No, no, no. The desire of God. You're still going to, if you don't have that, you're going to reincarnate and you're going to continue to have the desire of God because all things are being drawn to the Father, to the source. All things return back to energy. All things return back to energy. Chris Gorman says the language and timeline have been altered to confuse you in your past and confuse your truth. Absolutely. By the way, that's the fun part. 
that's the fun part. Do you know how freaking bored you would get if you remembered how divine you were, if you remembered that ye are a God? If you remembered that if you want it and you ask in my name, what is my name? The word there for name is in my character. If you ask in my character, it is done. You got people all around the world going around, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That ain't what it's talking about. Okay? How often does that work? But if you ask it in his character, knowing you have the authority of heaven running through your veins, and it's done, that's when magic happens. In fact, that is magic. In fact, a lot of people have been burned at the stake, strung up, unalived, whatever you want to say, throughout history because they could do things. Because they could do things. Because they knew things. Because they woke up and went, it's a game. And I'm player one. And this is my story. Because his story is my story. His story is my story. Say it with me. The story of Jesus, the story of the Son of Man, is my story. And if it never physically happened, it still has the same exact power to unlock your heart and mind and give you gnosis of God within you. The hands of the source and our hands are one. Amen, Martin. Absolutely, brother. Life can very much be as a lucid dream. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Uh, if you guys are watching on TikTok, thank you so much for the roses. By the way, thank you for the stars on Facebook. You guys help me do this for a living. You help me continue to level up my content, continue to show up here and do great videos. So at any point, you can drop those stars. Even if you're watching later on, Facebook stars, TikTok gifts from roses to all the cool animated stuff on there, whatever you want to do. Super chats and super thanks over on YouTube. You can do those at any point during this video, whether it's today or a year from now. They still support me. They still help me out. So thank you, guys. Um, and those just help me earn extra money and keep making content. It's like if you got an awesome band on stage, you're hanging out at like a little bar and grill or something, and you go and you throw a 5 or a $10 bill in there if you had cash, because I don't know anybody that uses cash anymore. But when you would do that, that's just like it is here. I'm up here, you know, performing for people, trying to encourage people, trying to make your day a little bit better, trying to give you some ideas that maybe you didn't have before. And tips are greatly appreciated to just say, hey, you're doing a good job. Say, hey, algorithm, show Cub to more people, please, because he's pleasing people. Well, I don't want to be a people pleaser. Well, I do because I get tips when I'm a people pleaser. So thank you. Tip your servers. Love you all. Um, Tara, Michelle, thank you for being here. Our man, thank you for being here. It's an exchange of energy. Absolutely, Angela. Um, manifestation, when you ask the universal consciousness for something, you better be ready for it. Amen, brother. Amen. And by the way, if you make an agreement with that, if you make an agreement with that, you might be ready for it to happen. Because I made an agreement that I would give up anything, specifically all of my physical, worldly accumulations. And boy, I did. Not only did 2020 systematically disassemble my business, but everything has been reworked in my life. I had a house that I had to sell. I had a boat I had to sell, a camper I had to sell. 
and I did not profit from selling any of these things, right? Barely broke even at the end of the day. But I put myself back at square one, back to zero, so I could start exploring this because I knew I couldn't do this and carry the debt, the burden that I had. I had to set back to zero, go to zero. And there's some of you guys watching today that you need to go to zero spiritually. And you might even need to go to zero financially with your friend groups or that church that keeps telling you what to think. Maybe even a significant other. It's hard, right? I can't tell you what to do, but I know for me, I had to get really honest about none of this is going to help me be a full-time creator. None of this is going to help me do my life's work. None of this is going to help me level up the message and the mentality that I have. I'm going to have to suffer for a little while and exchange this, make a sacrifice for this. And I did. Well, Cub, it didn't have to go down that way. Oh, you're right. It didn't. It absolutely didn't. Had I known them, then what I know now, I probably probably could have, you know, made it work, right? Probably could have moved into manifesting this thing and gone for it if I'd known what I wanted at the time, but I didn't know what I want. And nine times out of 10, manifesting doesn't work because you don't know what you want. Amy says, going to zero with friends now. My friend, I know exactly how that feels. In fact, there's still friends that I keep at zero, even though they think maybe he just forgot I was a total. And maybe he forgot about our, maybe he, yeah, I did. And it's forgiven. And I, and I hope you forgive me too. Right. Cause it's not like we were, we're all the same person now. We're all different, but it doesn't mean that I need to run that tab up back again. Sometimes staying at zero is the best thing. And then you realize what you really want. And that's why ultimately I think I did have to go to zero with everything from friends, family members, my job, my, my contracts for my business, right? My work, everything in, in my belief systems. Oh my gosh. My belief systems went to zero. So this book revelation is a channeled book. Very first thing it says, though the author is attributed to being John, no one really knows who wrote the book of John. Hmm, interesting. That's like, uh, that's super convenient to just start a book that's like ending the entire Bible. And, and it gives this weird illusion. Dreamstar Oracle says, I actually missed zero. It was easier. I know, I know, right? And you start realizing, I really don't want all of that anymore. I do want, like, I have a view of life that I want, but I really don't need it to be that thing. So you have this weird illusion. And when I say illusion, I-L-L-U-S-I-O-N, not illusion, illusion, illusion that the Bible starts with A and ends with Z. Okay, Genesis is the beginning, right? In the beginning. Oh, okay. Revelation. It's how it all ends. This is the apocalypse. And then everything in between, you would assume is in chronological order, right? Narrative order where a narrator could narrate this as a play, a story, or a movie. No, no, no. No, no, no. Let me just tell you, when this book was put together by man, a bunch of men, by the way, 
ladies, I'm sorry, throughout history, a bunch of dudes have gotten together and made decisions for you and me and everybody else that we didn't agree to. So let's make our own agreements. But this book is an absolute mess from here to here. And to assume that this is how it started and this is how it's going to end is not only ignorant, it is lazy, and it will completely mess with your head. Okay? I know because I've had addictions because of that thought process. I've had trauma in my life. I've treated people poorly. I've had complexes. All manner of things you wouldn't imagine because I kept trying to make two and two out of this book and figure out how this made sense from point A to point Z and have a worldview filtered through this that a bunch of dudes wrote and tried to put together. And every time I pick up a book like Gospel of Thomas, which most people tend to believe at this point, especially the scholars, and you can go listen to my friend Bob Peck. He's talked about that most likely being a lot of the source material that people were remembering and re reformulating in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Gospel of Thomas. By the way, Gospel of Thomas says absolutely diddly squat about Jesus going to a cross. It says absolutely diddly squat about where he was or who he was or some birth or anything beyond he is a mystic and he has some really interesting higher-minded concepts for you to really think about. It's very mystical and it does not go with your religious construct. And if that was the source text, possibly it was. I don't know. I wasn't there. People debate this all over the place. But if that was the source text for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then why are they all so different? And I'm sure a scholar can explain to you, oh, this one, this one. But I'm telling you guys, and, and you remember in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and word. that was added like several hundred years afterwards. So if you think the Bible hasn't been added and subtracted from, you better think again. So I have to put all of that out there because I'm about to reveal my actual process of how to read the Bible. Okay, it's pretty simple. I'm going to go ahead and slop it up on the screen here for you guys. So number one is we look at ancient astronaut theory in the Old Testament. And in order to understand that, we've got to look at the works of Zechariah Sitchin, one of my, my, good, my good mentors, if you will. He's long past, but uh, Jupiter Walls, what's up, my friend? So started my reset three months in, and I finally got to the point where I was no longer fighting it uh, and was in full faith of, and intention. Within three days and after my three-month mark, everything had been asking for for years fell in, into place. That is awesome, my friend. Uh, but I now see I had to create slash learn responsibility, accountability for the opportunity. Yes, yes. When you believe you deserve it, you will deserve it. Okay, there's a difference between entitlement. Entitlement says I have paperwork that says I'm entitled. I have the title to, I'm entitled to dot, dot, dot. Deservedosity, which is not a word. I just made that up. Deservedosity means I agree I deserve it, and I'm going to deserve it because now that I actually agree that, I have to change some things about myself. I have to do some shadow work. I'm not talking about the shadow work journal going around. I don't know anything about that, guys. I'll tell you the one thing I have about shadow work, go in and remove your own BS. That's it. 
Okay, you don't need a journal. You don't need all the stuff. You don't got to go buy the, you know, I, I teach it in my course, but you don't even need to buy that. Go in and remove all of your belief systems and go, who am I? Well, mom said, don't do that. Well, dad said that we shouldn't. Well, this says that, okay, that's all other people's opinions. What do you think? What does Martin think? What does Chris think? What does uh, Ashley think? Martin says the Bible, according to Martin, live in the moment, the end. Beautiful, my friend, beautiful. So ancient astronaut theory. This is how I read the Bible. Ancient astronaut theory in the Old Testament. Incorporating ancient astronaut theory into the Old Testament suggests that some events like Yahweh descending in a cloud of darkness, the burning bush, or the pillar of fire <laughs> could be uh, construed as encounters with advanced extraterrestrial beings. According to this interpretation, these beings might have been mistaken for gods by ancient peoples. Hmm. It's called a cargo cult. If you've ever heard of that, it's like in World War II, uh, you know, troops would stop on these remote islands and they would offload stuff. And uh, there's all these stories. I don't know if they're true or not. They're like, even to this day, there's still these like indigenous tribes that worship the god of spam named Spam because they had spam cans in their like uh, their food supplies. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but it totally like you can totally see how that would work. Right. Even now, if we had multidimensional beings starting to manifest all over the planet and you're going, oh, the Matrix is glitching. Oh, my gosh, there's these multi eyed things and there's flames of fire and tongues and psychic messages. And I'm so psychedelic and I don't know what to do. And all I've had today, you know, is, you know, no, no drugs. Right. But everybody's experiencing this. We would go, oh, my gosh, these must be the gods, right? we we got to worship these. What do you want? Like, okay, make the noise stop. I, I just want reality back to normal. What can I do to enjoy my life? We'd be asking them for stuff, right? Well, same thing if you have someone come down in an aeroplane or a spaceship or some sort of aerial vehicle way back when. Well, how come we don't have any evidence of that? Well, I'm pretty sure we do. You can go look at hieroglyphs. Go look at the cuneiform tablets. I mean, it's it's all there, guys. What do you think these pantheons of gods are? I mean, is it mythological? Yeah, absolutely. There's a mythological alignment to all of them. But something had to start this. These people really believed that they made contact with their gods. Not just through, you know, prayer and meditation, but through actually they were leaving sacrifices and they were gone. Okay. Go read the biblical sacrifices for Yahweh. Take that recipe. You're welcome. Your next barbecue, your friends and family will love you. They put all these herbs and spices on it. Oh, the, the aroma was pleasing to, to Yahweh's nostrils. Really interesting. And then there's even the one where uh, Abraham had to divide all this sacrifice and he had you know the, the different poultry and the beef and everything laid out on this rock after he had cooked it. And then it, you know, the orbs float, the flaming fire pot, and an orb float through it. He goes into a trance and then wakes up the next morning and, and all the sacrifice is gone. What? 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 Oh, Cub, you don't understand. That is all about the inner self. And when we lay all of our flesh out before God and divide all the parts that he sends his angels. To, no, no, no. Okay. 
there are still farmers that report stuff like this. Why do you think the gods wanted us to do that? A, they didn't want to work. And if you read the Sumerian tablets, by the way, thousands and thousands and thousands of lines of data showing that they created us to lift the drudgery of the gods. The whole story is about them making humanity and then flooding humanity because they got tired of the noise and they were just going to start over. And then some of the gods went, hey, humanity is pretty attractive. And it says it was only the male with the female, but I'm sure it went both ways, right? And then now there's all these hybrid breeds that start going, wait a minute, I am a god. Wait a minute. And then you got some of the gods are going, you're my child. You don't understand. Like, you don't have to do what these other, you know, you, I, you're, you're Enki's child. And by the way, my brother over here is going to flood this area. So you need to build a boat. But I didn't tell you because I don't want to get in, in trouble with the divine council here. Doxa says, are we Nephilim? Now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. There's all these stories, too, of Hobbit people, right? Smaller people, more efficient for this planet. I will tell you who is not built for this planet. Me. Okay? I am almost seven foot tall. I'm six foot four. And I weigh 265 pounds. By the way, down from 330 pounds last year. Holla. Super excited about that. However, I'm not built for this planet, okay? I'm built for a planet with a little less gravitational pull because this dude hurts in the morning when he gets up. It doesn't matter how much I work out, all the anti-inflammatory stuff I take and you know, turmeric and all the whoo stuff, right? I still hurt. And I would feel a lot more comfortable on the moon than I do on Earth because I could, whoosh, whoosh, I could run. Thank you, honeybee. Honeybee says, good job, brother. Facts. I'm stubbing my toes daily. Exactly. Dream Star Oracle. So you guys know, right? You know, if you have this descent, I'm of German descent. We're what you call big boned, all there people, right? Um, and so, you know, I'm not, I'm not built perfectly for this planet. So the theory is with this, and, and this ties into the Nephilim idea. The theory is um, these gods created the worker race of people. There was supposed to be a very certain genome. And they were supposed to go into these mines and mine minerals and gold for the Anunnaki, right? So the idea is that the original human was around three to four foot tall. It was just like, you know, kind of perfectly like, you know, stocky, just like built for going in and getting around things and jumping over stuff. And they had taken the hominid, which is more like a monkey-like, and then the Anunnaki, which is very tall and slender, most likely, you know, very ascended beings. They don't really like working. They're like going, oh, my God. And, guys, I am not saying anything about your bloodline or your genome or anything. Okay, that's the last thing I'm saying. Just because I'm German doesn't mean anything. We all have Nephilim blood in us. We are all part of the grand experiment from the original peoples to the interbreeding of the angels, a.k.a. the Anunnaki, a.k.a. the Ajiji. They had the, the Anunnaki gods and then the lower gods. We don't have a clue who did what. But you can read all these stories. And it said Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also after. So we know that the flood was not to get rid of the Nephilim 100%. 
And the Nephilim, the word for giant used there, by the way, is not giant. Not necessarily 9, 10, 20 feet tall like everybody thinks. But compared to a 3 to 4 foot tall hominid, early human, that was created for mining purposes. And then the gods start interbreeding with those, right? I don't know that we would have any of those left at this point. I don't know a lot of peoples that look like the description. Maybe we do. By the way, again, I'm not saying anything against any tribe or religion or tradition here. But I'm just saying, at this point, we're all one. We're all mixed together, right? Um, so it's very, very interesting to me. And that word for Nephilim is uh, men of tall stature or renown. This is the the demigods, the Hercules, the, the ones that are... Okay, you had these these big, tall, seven-foot Anunnaki gods, right? These, you know, very ascended master-like beings. And then you have the hominid, and then they hybrid their DNA. And it literally, like in a scientific method, they take that, and then they, you know, do an artificial pregnancy with one of the Anunnaki female deities, which is highly revered in all of mythology uh, as being the, the divine mother, right? Um and then they birth all of these workers, right? And then, and then, like Enki, he goes, hey, you know what I don't have on earth is a wife. And I kind of like that one. And so he starts his own little family with that. Well, because there's not a scientific process and their interbreeding is left completely up to nature and natural selection, what's going to happen? The dominant genes... So then the offspring of that is what is called a Nephilim or a men of renown or a larger than the original controlled population by the Anunnaki gods. Do you see how this is working? Do you see how Yahweh walking in the garden and, and saying you can eat of the fruit, but you can't do this? Well, think about mythologically, that book has fruit. It was not an actual fruit. It's the idea of what is fruit. Fruit is the product of. Well, if you have knowledge, that fruit is bad. You know, I'll, I'll have to unalive you if you get knowledge, if you bear that fruit or eat of that fruit. And by the way, I'm going to have to kick you out of the garden now because we're taking care of everything here. And now that you realize you can interbreed on your own, we can't control the offspring that you're having. Or how your dominant genes decide to bond with each other. And so I'm going to kick you out of here and we'll let nature take care of you. Because I don't want the karma for unaliving you. I'm not going to zap you here. I'll just let you deal with nature out there. By the way, it's going to suck. Because that ground is cursed and you'll have to toil all day. Do you see how this narrative makes way more sense than what you hear in church? Way more sense than what you're reading on the page here. Because you have to understand the mythologies of it. So that's number one. Number two, mythological interpretation of the Old Testament. So mythological interpretation emphasizes the symbolic and allegorical aspects of Old Testament narratives. Now, there are plenty of those. There are plenty of things that I think we should just read straight across as this is what people believe happened. A lot of Genesis. Then you get into some more metaphorical stuff and the Psalms and things like that. But for me... Um, 
mythology is the best way to describe it. So we got to read that again, not as it didn't happen, but as some of this happened. And if it actually physically happened, here's the best explanation, which is most likely ancient astronaut theory. And then mythology states that, you know, there's things used like these devices within mythology, like fruit, that's actually an esoteric representation of what you're going to bear with a certain mechanism, right? Bearing fruit. So that's mythological. And then finally, metaphysical. I don't read in a whole lot of metaphysics to the Old Testament. A lot of people do. Uh, the serpent on the tree, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's your DNA, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, it kind of can represent that. But really, the serpent on the tree was just Anki, right? Anki uh, was, uh, they had banished him to, uh, I think it was called Eridu. And he had to basically hang out in the marshes and build his house out in the marsh. So he's considered a serpent. Rather than flying around with his brother Enlil, who was lord of the command, as well as lord of the air, as well as the storm god, he was banished down to, okay, yeah, well, you're going to take care of all the, the humans on earth. You'll be the lord of the earth, right? Um, and so that's where we didn't, you know, really get our understanding of what the lord of the earth or the god of this world is. And no, I'm not saying that he is the, um, that he's the lord of this earth. He, he will be, I believe. I believe Enki will be again. But what's interesting is when this Yahweh and Lil Yaldabaoth and another mythology character decides to, hey, not only am I the storm god, not only do I get to fly around in the air, I'm also the lord of the command, and I'm the commander of all the other gods. I'm in charge of this baby. And by the way, I'm going to inherit the earth too. I'm going to take over the earth. I am going to control the narrative. I am the god of the earth. And Enki, you can go live in the swamp. You're, you'll be the god of the water because there's nothing out there. You go hang out there. So he became a serpent slithering through the... Does that mean he was reptilian? No, that's not what that means. A lot of people try to read into that too. In fact, I did it first. But I really believe this is all... You have to kind of have this mind. You need to understand the devices in mythologies and what they look like. What are the esoteric devices used to convey an understanding? For instance, when angels had wings where you see these Anunnaki gods in the Babylonian like relief sculptures with wings. You'll see the helmet on them and the wings. Does that mean they had wings? No, it does not. It means that they had the power, the supernatural power of flight, okay? That's what the, like, people didn't know how to, they could just put them up here in the air, but they didn't really understand perspective and all the different drawing techniques at that time. So to make sure that they were the ascended, the ones that had the gift of the supernatural gift of flight, they ended up with wings on them, painted on them and put in the relief sculptures and even talking about them descending from the heavens to understand that, you know, these are not like, oh, I'm here, you know, it's like, you know, and then they land and they get out and it says it looked like a burning fire and then it became a man. What does that sound like? It sounds like the Old Testament when Yahweh appears at the burning bush and he hears the rush of many waters and then it appeared as a burning furnace and then it appeared as a man because it comes out of a hatch and then that Anunnaki deity, that physical deity, the creator gods step out and commune face to face. It says Moses spoke with God as a friend speaks with another friend and Jesus says no one has stood before the father. 
Jesus is clearly talking about a different entity. And that's why that's where the metaphysical reading comes in in the New Testament. Metaphysical reading of the New Testament, particularly the teachings of Jesus, focus on a deeper spiritual and symbolic meanings. Okay. I go as far as to say Jesus never spoke literally about anything. Everything he said was a riddle, a code, a parable, an esoteric truth, a mystery. Okay. People say God doesn't deal in mystery. He's the author of truth. Well, Jesus dealt in mystery and everything he said. You don't know, you cannot understand Jesus unless you begin to understand the mysteries and the esoteric traditions, things like Gnosticism, things like mysticism, things like the Hindu mystics, the Buddhist mystics. Um, you've got to be able to understand that to really get what Jesus is talking about. Yogananda wrote a fantastic book called The Yoga of Jesus, one of my favorite books. Love it. Don't agree with everything in it. That's just because I kind of expand. I go into the ancient astronaut stuff, but but a lot of it. A lot of it, you'll you'll really understand the the contrast. So, um, he spoke about the kingdom within you, and they were waiting for a physical kingdom. They thought he was going to literally release captives. Literally, he was going to become he was going to be a warlord to take over the land again and deliver it back to the people. He didn't do any of that. Why do you think in the Bible when it talks about oh, loose for how far you have fallen, you once were, you know, one of the highest angels, right? And you said you would release the captives, but you didn't. Think about that judgment and think about the people that would be so angry that Jesus didn't do what he said he was going to do because we thought you were the Messiah. And he's going, you don't understand. Okay? You've been worshiping a trap. And the only way to break that trap is realize that the kingdom you're looking for is within you and through all things. And when you begin to bear fruit with that and you plant seeds of that, then you know what I'm talking about. And I believe that is closer than I've ever gotten in explaining this narrative top to bottom. I wanted to start sharing this. Okay, I'm not going to get up here every day and Bible beat all the time. This is not my, my MO. I mean, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. We talked yesterday about authentic spirituality. We talked about... Uh, thanks, Martin, for being on, by the way. If you didn't catch my episode with Martin yesterday or with Ashley last week on Monday, go check out my YouTube channel. It's all on my YouTube channel. You can find everything at www.cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can also join the Mythos community membership there. It's a fantastic membership, super easy to join. It'll take you like two clicks. You're going to get access to behind-the-scenes videos exclusive community hub, weekly virtual meetups. Yes, I said weekly. You can meet with myself and the rest of the community every week on Saturdays. If Oh, I can't make Saturdays. Great, that's fine. Try to make them once a month. It's still a huge value to get to connect with other people. I can answer your questions directly. If I don't have the answer, somebody else in the community most likely does. If we still don't have that, I will give you a better question. It's an awesome experience to be a part of a community that's able to have these authentic conversations. We also have ongoing community chats. I mean, it's just like 24-7. You got a question, comment, prayer, concern. It's in there. It's all off of social media. None of your nosy neighbors, friends, or family on here. Just a bunch of people that love each other. No, we're not a church. No, we're not a weird organization. No, we're not a nonprofit. This is my business. This is what I do for a living. I show up and I give a ton of free content just like I did today. And just like any pastor, 
there's a free sermon. Hey, if you want to buy my book, go check out the book in the bookshop. That's what I'm doing, okay? But my book is a community, behind-the-scenes videos, deeper teachings, virtual meetups, and a lot more connection. That's how I do it. So uh, I did write a book at one point. Wasn't really the process for me. I much more enjoy this hands-on virtual community thing, and I would love to have you. It's only nine bucks a month. Go grab it. Scan that QR code, www.cubcooker.com. First off, thank you for your support. And second off, you will thank yourself. And I mean that. If you're on the fence, every single person that joins, we have a hugely uh, skewed retention rate. Like the people that stay on board for a long time. I have other creators like, how do you keep people so long? I don't know. I, it's just, it's what we do. People love it. They love the vibe. They love the community. They love the messages I put in there. They love the calls on the weekend. I've had people tell me the calls in the, of themselves, even watching the replay of them, is worth the nine bucks a month because we just get deep into things that I can't talk about here. It's not bad stuff. It's still family friendly, but it's just a different flavor, right? It's a more intimate experience. So go check that out, guys. Uh, it helps me out. That's the number one way you can support what I'm doing. Right now, too, if you want to level that up, there is a $39 option where you get access to 500 plus videos in my Mystery Academy, where I go way deeper into all this stuff. And you just have preloaded a ton of information where you can start diving in, discover your spiritual gifts, learn more about the Anunnaki and all of these different deities, learn about how to interpret mythologies, things like magic, esotericism, all of that. If you're just like, I need... I need the workbook, Cub. I need the whole, like, I need it all. That's that's your membership. Go grab that now. You literally have, like, a matter of days. Because, okay, you have three days, six hours, and 34 minutes, 16 seconds. Because at the end of that timer, I am closing the Charisma Insider membership, which is the one that includes all the extra videos, the Academy, all of that. I'm closing enrollment on the membership basis on that. And it's going to a one-time fee. And that one-time fee is nowhere near $39 a month. So please go check that out. Please go check that out because you'll, you'll be kicking yourself. If you're like, man, I really wanted to get in and uh, you know, I wanted that monthly. That's so going into the holidays, it's going to be a one-time price that'll give you lifetime access. But I promise you, It'll be worth your time to get in right now instead of waiting for that one. So go check it out now. Uh, there you go. Good work. Wild Thing says, thank you so much, my friend. So I'll leave that up if you guys want to scan that at any point. Um, and I'll welcome you over there today, too. I always welcome our members personally over there. Uh, having internet bobbles today. I don't know if it's because we talked about Jesus too much here or if it's just my internet what, but. Martin says, worshiping away is vanity. By the way, the word worship, here's a, here's a ticket for y'all. The word worship means enslavement. And you can go look it up. Go look at the Strongs for worship, and it means enslavement. When a certain god said, you shall worship no other gods, or they will worship me. I don't even think he said, I think he said, uh, have no other gods before me. A, he was acknowledging other gods, but when, when the word worship is used, he wanted you to be enslaved to him. He wanted to have a binding deal so that he had his crew, his community of people. 
Uh, yeah. Dreamstar Oracle says, it's getting awfully close to Jesus Wayne. The algorithm doesn't know what to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We have a running joke about Jesus Wayne because apparently that's the thing that all these homeschooler groups are doing now. And I was homeschooled, so I can make a joke about it because I've been there and I, I can say that. So, uh, Ryan, thank you, my friend. Ryan says, just to let you know, you've been right this whole time. Nothing you've said uh has ever been off key you are a special one ryan thank you so much my friend i speak from the heart i got really authentic and i asked the source of the universe for absolute truth and to help me put it together into some life's work that i could actually help people with and feel good about what i did uh and so that's the secret sauce here it doesn't mean that i'm a prophet it doesn't mean that i'm holier than thou i'm one of the most screwed up in the head individuals you'll meet right um but i just flow on this and just allow this to speak through me. And, and, and I do that because I don't have any reason. I'm not worried about going to H-E-L-L. I'm not worried about you going to H-E-L-L. Uh, I'm not worried about salvation or any of the stuff or how we have to say this. I'm just concerned with sharing the most plausible, authentic narrative that this book and other books lay out. Thank you. Glory, love, shalom. Uh, Glory Love Shalom says, I like it when you bring the mythical into the biblical cup. Thank you, my friend, and thank you for the super chat there. I really, really appreciate you. Uh, that warms my heart and really helps what I'm doing here. Thank you guys so much. There's a lot of spiritual creators right now that are struggling with asking for money or having products or services. And guys, I don't have any issue with it. I show up with so much free stuff. I can't give any more for free. People can't take any more for free. And the reason that I offer the other stuff is so that I have money for the mission and I can keep doing what I'm doing. And then I give so much value that I know that whatever people are paying for it is way under the actual value of it. And so that's how I decided to do it so that not only I felt good about it, but it resonated like this incredible vibe that more and more people really wanted to buy into what I was doing. Uh, not because, you know, they felt guilty or had to support me or something, but because they're like, this is great. This is so cool. I didn't even know there's anything like this. And I love what this guy's talking about. And there's a great way to connect. And he's and look at all the value. And he's there all the time. He's on Saturdays and, and all the extra videos. And the community is awesome. Now I've got friends in here. And it's just such a cool experience. And so I have just no issue with that. And, and I want to say to other creators in our community and out there as a whole in the spiritual community, Stop thinking about it like you're hawking products or services, okay? If you believe in what you're doing, do it. Entertain people, love people, and serve people, and quit thinking that you are the second coming of Christ, okay? We are all the second coming of Christ. It ain't just me, and it ain't just you. It's all of us together, okay? So if you're feeling guilty because, oh, I'm selling a meditation course or I have this, put so much value in that that you know you're still giving it away. That's how I know. And I know that what I'm about to charge for the academy, I'm still giving it away. I'm offering lifetime access and I'm going to be doing something really special with the new offer that I've never done before. But that's only going to go through Christmas, through the new year, and then that'll be done. And then I'm actually going to close the academy for a while because I'm going to have so much work to do from that sales pipeline. That's not for me to be greedy. That's not so I can go buy a boat or a mansion or something. And if I do that one day, it's going to be because I've given so much free value. 
I've showed up so much. I've helped so many people and I've given away stuff, even though people have exchanged financially for it, it's still giving away so much value that I know I'm blessed and I am blessed that I made that agreement. Okay, this is magic, guys. This is why you need to read the Bible the way I just shared it with you. Not because I said it, but because when you start reading it this way, you go, wait a minute. I can do, be, feel, see, and manifest way more than anybody's ever told me. Because the very life source of God is within me. Within me. Stephen, thank you, brother. Stephen says, as a member, it is worth it. I appreciate that, my friend. Melissa says, it's the best. Thank you, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you guys. And, and yeah, I mean, the reviews are insanely incredible, guys. I've got reviews on the website. It's not me. It's, it's all our members. You can actually go look up their names in the chat every day. So uh, all things Lisa says, if you're struggling to deconstruct, the resources are very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa, thank you so much. My academy is a great place for the deconstruction group. Like if you're like, I, I am deconstructing, but I haven't really figured it out yet. Or you're like, maybe I need to, or like, it's a great place. I have an entire course, like a multi-part course. I think it's 25 lessons in that one. Uh, it's several hours and it is like a deep dive on what do you believe? Nobody's doing a course like that. You wouldn't believe the course. There's dozens of courses in there. And I'm not just trying to sell to you now. I'm talking about you need to be a part of something like this. I don't care if it's me or somebody else, or you make it on your own. You need an ecosystem, okay? Because there's a whole ecosystem out there with the church construct and all the mind control and all the stuff. And so that's already built in. And if you're just out there flipping through TikTok videos, hoping that you're enlightened and you meditate a little every day, but you're still going to McDonald's or Starbucks or any of the other companies, which I have no issue with, but be more conscious about things that you're doing. If you're supporting those businesses, be proud about it. Go support Starbucks. I love, I, I do support Starbucks. Go support McDonald's, go support Walmart, whatever. Like that's awesome, but be committed to it and make sure it's a part of your ecosystem that gives you life force, that feeds your soul. Am I on Patreon? Uh, I am not on Patreon for a number of reasons. Patreon was not a big fan of my content. So I went off platform. I have my own website, my own platform. It's all through cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Um, and then the memberships on there are very similar to Patreon memberships. It's just a monthly support membership, but you get access to my website instead of the Patreon website. Uh, everything's encrypted on the payment there. It's all through professional payment providers. You can do PayPal, you can do Apple Pay, Google Pay, all of the stuff there. Uh, it's fantastic. So, you know, um, I'm using a really nice professional platform to do all of that, which I really like. Uh, once I got the learning curve down, it's been a great experience. Our community loves it. There's also an app for the phone you can download. Uh, it really just keeps you more integrated in the community. Um, and so I consider it a, a, a patron membership, not a Patreon membership. But if you do want to be a patron, check out cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. It's in my profile, my bio, and the description of this video. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast, it's still in the description down there or in my info page on all of the audio platforms. So y'all go check that out. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it. When it comes to reading the Bible, guys, nobody has read it 
I don't think anybody online's read it more than I have. And and I say that, you know, actually a couple of my brothers that that are creators probably have read it as much or more than me. But of the people that are out there talking about stuff, I've been reading this book since I was a little kid. And when I realized this did not represent the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, it was a absolute gut-riching shock to me. And that happened less than three years ago now. And I still love it. I still love this book. But I love it because of what it all connects to globally, universally, with a universal consciousness and God. Not because I believe the particular narrative this spins, but because I understand how it connects to everything. And I love that. I was going to be a pastor multiple times in my life in multiple faith traditions. Three different times in my life, I knew I was going to be a pastor. God's calling me to be a pastor. When I was in youth, I wanted to go to Bible college and I started mentoring and working through that process. Then when I was older and I had shifted jobs and stuff, I went, I think I'm just going to go to seminary. I'm tired of the rat race. And then I realized that's going to be the same. And then later on, I contracted through my church at the time. Um, and I took a ton of training, went through online training, went through personal mentorship with some of the best pastors I know uh, that are still my friends today. So when I rag on pastors here, I'm not talking universe. I mean, this is like I've got a lot of friends that are pastors, a lot of friends on TikTok that are pastors. But the ones I really love are the ones that are honest and it's like, hey, yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't really complete here. Some good stuff in here, but um, so anyway, that's how I I like the setup. Glory, love, shalom says thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and I mean, if you're curious of like the website is um, like I said, I really work hard on the design of my website, uh, just trying to get it uh, a clean, easy to use website for everyone from top to bottom. You can log in as a member here. There's an about section. You can contact me there and you can set your own profile picture, everything. So you see my verification badge there. Only go through my website, by the way. I have all of my socials right here. There's a lot of people trying to send out their own links. Don't trust them. Go through cubcooker.com. Uh, and it's all actually linked in my profile here where you're watching this live. So, um, And then here's the memberships. There's the Mythos one. It's just one click. It'll pop up to secure payment here. Boom. You can cancel anytime. You're not locked into any contract or anything. Same thing with the Charisma here. Uh, and Charisma, you only have three days to grab that one, which includes the Academy. After that, this is going to be a standalone price separate from Mythos. But I won't go back on you. You'll be grandfathered in and, and uh, already uh, locked into that uh, payment structure. So you don't have to worry about it. But anyway, thank you guys so much. There you go. Scan the code. Give me some love. I'll meet you over there. I'll welcome you. I'll make sure you get integrated. I'm there to answer any questions you have to the best of my ability. Um, so go check it out. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Doxa. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Honeybee. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, William. Um, who else do we have? Shelly. Tommy, what's up, brother? How are you? Is the Antichrist only discuss discussed in Revelation? It's discussed in the Old Testament, but it's not called Antichrist. Um, it's kind of the accusing spirit, Hasatan in Hebrew, right? And then, uh, yeah, it's really... It's laid out by Paul specifically in the epistles and then in Revelation. 
and you know my opinion on Paul. I think he was either a Roman plant that's kind of like a made-up character, if you will. Obviously, he was real, but um, his transformation, I saw Jesus, and no one was there to corroborate this experience. And now I'm in charge of everything, and I'm writing letters telling all these churches what to do. And I'm saying how women should be in the church. I'm saying how men should be. And you should chastise your brother because this brother, iron sharpens iron and blah, blah, blah. And all the men's groups in the world are built off of Pauline theology. And it's why men struggle so much today, especially leaving the church, because they still have programmed what Paul said. And very rarely do they actually hear the words of Jesus. Jesus did not talk about men versus women. He talked about balancing both. He actually said when you make the two into one, in the Gospel of Thomas, talking about combining feminine and masculine spirituality into one. Uh, and it's just pretty crazy. So where is my website app? Uh, it's just cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Once you sign up, you'll get an email with a download link to the app. It's through a company called Kujabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Um, it's an awesome platform. A lot of creators use it. Uh, but again, everything will still be through my website. You'll you'll go to cubcooker.com. You can bookmark that. The app is the Kajabi app, but you'll be able to access my community through logging in on that. So really, really cool setup. Next year, we will have a branded app that'll be Cub Cooker Supernatural. It'll have all kinds of stuff on there. It'll have supernatural training videos. It'll have the academy, the community. Uh, it'll have any books or audio you buy for me. Everything will be built into that app based on what you purchase through the community. So it's uh, it's going to be really cool. That just cost me a whole boatload more. And uh, we've got to have a thousand members before I can invest in that. It's very expensive. Uh, they've made it more affordable now, but it is still it's still very premium for me to go make that investment. And I'm committed to doing that. I will do that. But we got to get a thousand members there. So we're we are on our way, uh, slowly growing, slowly but surely. And the more videos I put out, the more live streams, and the more you guys share, and the more I have viral videos and stuff, uh, the closer we get to that goal. By the way, I my goal is to be a mainstream creator. I am not a religious creator. I'm not here to talk about religion all the time. I'm not here to talk about the Bible all the time. It's just part of how I grew up, and it's important for me to answer these questions. Uh, I also want to talk about, you know, all kinds of stuff from uh, physics and metaphysics. I want to talk about manifesting. I want to talk about, um, you know, how to better your life. I want to talk about art and spirituality, all kinds of different stuff. So uh, I really, really, yes, thank you, Glory Love says Daniel chapter 7, Revelation chapter 13 uh, are about the Antichrist. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and, you know, Paul talks about like many will come in his name and stuff like that. I don't think he uses the actual etymology of Antichrist, but he definitely uses. And so I'm more worried, you know, here's what the Antichrist spirit is, is I think is become the, the savior Jesus. This You got to have this idol of Jesus. And if you don't believe on that, then dot, 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 you know, rather than the whole met, if you just read the red letters of Jesus is a whole different understanding. If you took away everything else and you just laid his philosophy out in front of people, we really would have a better world. People would love each other. People would accept each other. People would serve each other. People wouldn't be buying into a system. They would just, they would be more nomadic. They would be more communal. They would just be very, very hippie, right? You know, um, it's a beautiful thing. So, uh, and that's not even my opinion. It's like, just go strip all the other stuff. And I mean, even in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 
of those books, it's not even 50% of those books is the red letters of what Jesus said. And in the whole entirety of the Bible, it's only like two to 3% of the Bible. I mean, it's, it's crazy how we've built this whole thing. And then a lot of the things and questions, and I believe this, and it's like, he never even said that. It's like somebody else said that about him. And they say it was such authority that we believe he said it. Laura says, amen. Thank you. Uh, Dreamstar Oracle says the fact that people can quote Paul all day, but struggle to remember the red letters is absolutely, absolutely. So I hope, I hope that makes sense. So I, I, I do uh, not only make it my goal and mission, but I, I want to be, and I am, I do believe I am a mainstream creator this is not a religious message and I'm not even just in the spirituality niche. I talk about, you know, all kinds of stuff from aliens to um, consciousness and um, manifesting, you know, lifestyle, all kinds of different things. I do a lot of hiking and drop a lot of content around that. Uh, obviously a mountain bike. I read a lot. Um, so anyway, I just try to do really good entertaining content to get people to think, get people outside of their bubble uh, and think about the nature of like who you are right? Like every single day, like let's all play in the sandbox together. Let's love each other, accept all walks of life, faith, tradition, religion, and orientation. We don't care who you are, where you do or don't go to church, what you've done, who you're married to, uh, the color of your skin, what kind of tradition or background you have. I don't care. As long as you're here to love each other and serve each other. Great. Like I'm not, I'm not here to, to try to reteach people how to be sinful or not sinful. I'll leave the church for that. I don't want any part of that. That's why I'm no longer affiliated with any, you know, official church or anything like that. I'm, I lean towards the Gnostic tradition, but that's been extinguished for 2000 years now. So nobody even knows what Gnosticism is anymore, but it's more about just having direct knowledge of God within you. Very similar to Buddhism, very similar to mystic uh, Hinduism, spirituality. So uh, anyway, I'm going to keep showing up. I love the fantasy artwork. I love talking about the game, playing the game, the matrix, all the stuff. Let's do it. Let's, let, let's, let's do that. Let's, we need more creators to be mainstream around this instead of getting super religious about it and thinking that they have the truth. I'm not, I don't have the truth guys. You think I have the truth. You're on the wrong channel. I have authenticity. Okay. This is what I'm authentically learning. And every time I get more data, that authenticity gets broader and deeper and more shallow and more still at the same time. Wait, how can it do all that? Because it's all varied. There's parts of the pool that I need to deepen. There's parts of the pool I need to level out a little more. It's all the deep well of me. And I get to share that every day in a hopefully entertaining and enlightening way. That's what I hope to do. So I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. God bless you. Thank you for the support. I'll welcome our new members over there this afternoon. Don't hesitate. Uh, you can click that at any point. And um, like I said, don't I, I don't email people and like go, hey, join. Here's a special link. I don't do that unless you ask me in a comment, what's the link? And you see my verified account, comment back. Look for the blue check mark on the meta products like Instagram, Threads, Facebook. I do that for your protection. I do that to try to serve the platforms too, be a team player. Um and be a real creator here so that you guys know you can trust what I'm doing. And I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the mutual uh, and don't trust other people with C-O-B or C-U-U-B or K-U-K. 
E-E-R or U-U-R. Like people are just misspelling it or putting hyphens in it or underscores. Don't trust those people. There are literally, last I counted on TikTok alone, there were 25 fake Cub Cooker accounts. Thank you, Meta. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, Threads, for the verification and making it affordable and making it an honorable process because I'm not buying clout with that. I'm buying your protection, okay? I pay to be verified to protect my community so that they know that this is real. As soon as TikTok figures that out, I'm on board. Let's go, TikTok. Uh, you got creators that need to be protected right now that are building their livelihoods, their businesses, their communities on your apps. You need to serve them too. So there's my little hint at the TikTok gods. Go go take that take that for what it will. We love your work, Cub Dreamstar says. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. God bless you. Peace, love, and namaste. I'll see you guys tomorrow.